Welcome to the Cassidy Outfitters Podcast. This is episode 158. You've got Chris and Brian, and today we're going to talk about doing dynamic, uh, short dynamic movements with um, long guns and kind of some of the considerations and tips and tricks around that. Absolutely. Where did this come from? Uh, this stuff came from primarily uh, a training video I saw with Ben Steger and Matt Franca from X-Ray Alpha. Uh, so two high-level um, USPSA competition shooters. Uh, Matt Franca also has a very extensive um, been there, done that, probably more times than he can remember, uh, yeah. tactical resume. Uh, so we're looking at you know the difference between, say, a five-foot movement, a five-yard movement, a ten-yard movement, and then if we're doing something longer than that. Uh, but be able to, to re, very quickly reestablish getting into a shooting position once we've gotten where we needed to go. Yeah, and guys, that you know, both both these dudes, like Brian mentioned, are master class or GM class uh, USPSA shooters. Um, but there's a reality check that the ability to to move quickly and also get the gun up quickly both apply to tactical scenarios or defensive use type scenarios. Um, you know, there's, there's, I, I can remember a number of different dudes out there who are been there, done that kind of guys who talk about shooting while moving and that kind of thing. And, and while no one's saying it's a circus trick, because you may be in the middle of a situation where you're moving and, and maybe you're not at a dead sprint and you need to be able to shoot while you're moving, that's cool and everything. But if you need to move from one place to another under fire or under duress or under that type of situation, um, you may be leaving a point of cover with no reference to where the bad guy is. Uh, the bad guy may present himself while you're moving, and it just may be more advantageous to you to get somewhere else to cover, presumably, yeah. and then set up to shoot. Um, and so, you know, uh, this was done. We did this drill in the open because we were doing this as a coachable movement drill. Um, but I think the applications move into a point of cover from one point of cover to another point of cover, especially if the bad guy presents himself in the meantime and you know where he's at. Or to a point of domination. Or to a point of domination. The bad guy presents himself. Um, you know, at that point, uh, you know, then, then no one as you come into cover or the next shooting position where you've got the right place to be that you can come into it hard and ready to do some work. Um, and guys, you may, th this may, if this rhymes a little bit, um, you know, this is something that we worked on a little bit last year, uh, probably about a year ago when it was cold out and a, a, not a, a different drill because it was more the same kind of idea, get move, get into position, move further, get into position, move further, get into position. Yeah. Uh, this was more focused on individual positions and then working backward and forward in that kind of mentality. Um, so let's just start with what we did. Yeah, so we set up um, basically two horizontal lines uh, about five yards apart. We had target two, two sets of targets um, that were right next to each other, so representing um, individual bad guys that kind of moved around a little bit. Yep. Um, the targets were 20, 22-ish yards, something like that. 20, yeah, I would see somewhere between yards. 20 25. Yeah, something probably yeah. closer to 25, but either way. Uh, the idea was, you know, on the on the go, um, you know, engage the two targets right in front of you, move over to the other side, uh, engage those two targets. You know, ideally, as you're planning your second foot, once you get where you need to go, you know, the gun is up, you're on the sights, you're activating the light. Because uh, we did this in the dark, which made it extra fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and then you were ready to go um, again. We yeah. did this going to the right. We did this coming back, going going, going from left to right, and then did this also going from right to left, which going from right to left presents, for right-handed shooters, tends to present some extra challenges. Um, yeah. 
Well, just just more movement getting into position, and that was one of the things I think that you know some of us had takeaways. Um, starting set up on a target from the beep, you know, the gun comes up, bang, 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 and then you're moving. Um, the drop to movement, the pivot, is almost like that stealing second base pivot. You're in a good athletic position shooting the gun, hopefully, so you're simply dropping your weight and going the other direction and pivoting off of both feet, uh, rocking and rolling. Um, you know, if you are athletic enough to throw a step into that, like like the guy stealing a base foot, he's going to push off that back foot, or he's going to pivot around and throw the other foot depending yeah. on which way he's going. Um, you know, you're going to drop your center of gravity and push off and go, but it was literally enough that you only had about three steps before you were already thinking about where you were going to decelerate. And that was one of the points that you brought up is thinking about when you're going into a position, if you were going into a point of cover, a point of dominance that was big enough for you or maybe one other person, yeah. you don't want to overrun it because if the bad guy's tracking you, um, you know, he might track you right through that piece of cover or that point of dominance or whatever. And if you come out the other side of it a little bit and you give him some meat, he might put a round in it. Um, so the thought about like accelerate as much as you can to a point, And at this stage, in these kind of short distances, it's all acceleration and deceleration. There's no top yeah. end. You never get there. Um, so it's like picking out that point where, okay, where do I need to be putting the brakes on so that I can get into position under control, not sliding into position and being able to really maneuver the gun and get it back up to where it should be for good shots. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, going, like you said, going from left to right, it felt like, you know, you're, you know, you get a few steps in and then it's okay. Let's get stopped and get where we want to be without overrunning it. But let's get stopped with our body turned down range, natural point of aim kind of mentality, hip yeah. square toward target, gun up, ready to do work as soon as you stop. Or maybe even just a skosh before you stop if you're that good. Um, I wasn't, but that's all right. And apparently none of us were that night, but we'll talk about yeah. that later. So, Yeah, coming, coming from right to left, um, be able to – you know, figure out where that stopping point is so that you're leading as you're stopping, you're yeah. also twisting and getting your hips squared up. Um, your gross, gross side alignment is done with your hips and getting your hips squared to the target. Yep. Um, which presents, you know, a, a proper call it modern tactical shooting stance Yep. with your shoulders squared up to the target, um, you know, allows you to do, to do work, to pivot, to do whatever else you need to do. Yeah. Um, if you're wearing armor and hard plates, I mean, it'll keep your hard plates squared up to the target. To the threat. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, the, the you know, turning from that that mentality of turning, going left to right, it is, you're stealing second base. So, I mean, if you're a righty, you're stealing second base, you're, hit, you're throwing that foot, pivoting off that strong right foot to the rear and going. Going the other way. Again, you're dropping your weight, but now you're probably not swinging that left foot through or that right foot through. You're dropping and pushing off that right foot and launching. Um, probably a little more natural act, a little a little bit quicker, but maybe not quite as powerful. Um, but getting to the other end of that short little sprint, you're three yeah. steps up to whatever speed you're going to get up to and then trying to figure out how to stop. Um, a lot of guys kicking that left foot out. We're almost doing like a downhill skiers kind of stop at the end where they're kicking yeah. sideways. Um, and, and the positioning there wasn't necessarily getting you squared back up to the target. And some guys were struggling with where their turret was versus where their feet and hips were. And everybody adjusted to that, but everybody also found it awkward. And, and we kind of something we came back to at the end of the night when, cause we always do kind of a debrief at the end of each of these training sessions, um, came back to in the debrief and said, and it, we, we preach and harp a lot about the whole point of the group is that we help each other out and give each other coaching and a ration of shit on a regular basis. And somehow that didn't come up during the training night. It's something that everybody kind of wants to get back into again and think about how are you landing per se. And I don't know, landing's not the right term, 
but how are you settling into that position so you're actually in a little bit better position because I think a, a lot of us kind of struggled a little bit, especially in the first couple runs. A couple of us figured it out, remembered, hey, that's right, I need to set my feet a little bit differently when yeah. I get to the other end going this way. Um, but a good lesson there, and I think both the points, you know, you brought up where do you decelerate at so you're not overrunning where you're at and coming in all awkward and sliding. Um, you know, where do you decelerate at? What's your body position? Envision what your body position should look like. When you watch these guys like, you know, a GM type shooter doing a walkthrough on a USPSA stage, um, these guys are looking at those exact topics. They're looking at when I hit this spot, where are my targets at? Where do I want my hips aligned at? What's the middle of the array? So I'm as neutral as I can be to burn through an array of targets as quickly as possible. But just as importantly as the foot position when you get there is, where am I starting to slow down so I don't overrun this or come out of the box or whatever? How can I get up as much speed as possible, slow down as quickly as possible? And that's where the time's made at. That's where the matches yeah. are won is in transition and in movement. Um, and if you watch some of these guys, you watch them move, they're quick, man. They've got really good feet. Um, and I would say they've got the top-level guys have, a good, has, have as good a feet as any second baseman or shortstop oh, yeah. playing baseball. I mean, they're, they're quick like that. So they might not have the outright speed. But they've got really good feet, so yeah, it's athletic. Hmm. Yeah. Imagine that. Uh, when we hear to you know go from five yards to ten yards, changes a little uh, bit. Changes things a little bit because yep. we're coming into that deceleration space with a little bit more speed. Yep. Uh, so more important, even more important, to be able to use your quads and decelerate. Yep. Under control. Um, also, you know, picking, really picking that that point of how fast can I go? Yeah. And then when do I need to stop? Because if you're trying to stop. After you needed to stop, now you're just you're out running where you need to be. Yep. Yeah. And and again, you know, there. I think a lot of what was that video more geared toward competition shooting, or was it more geared toward defensive shooting, or was it? Was it kind of. It's kind of neutral. Okay. It was really okay. just focused on, hey, we need to do movement under like hard aggressive movement with control. Yeah. Um, because we don't want to waste. You know, if we're en say we're entering a room or we're entering a structure, uh, we don't want to waste any time in the fatal funnel. Yeah. But we also don't want to, you know, go in and then be completely reckless with yeah, overrun a door, overrun a piece of cover, etc. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, so you know, with with that in mind, going, I think that what you pointed out about picking out where you were going to start decelerating became more critical because you're going faster, a um, little more time to get up to speed. Uh, all this stuff, guys. When you know, it, you look at this, it seems it, it almost seems like you know, kind of like duh. Um, it seems almost overly simplistic. Um, but it's all stuff that matters and it's all stuff that the little bit of training, you don't think about breaking things down to the nth degree, but this is, this is breaking down a stage. This is breaking down your movement within an area or a space, uh, whether that be the battle space, the competition space or, or the training space. Um, thinking about those things is what allows your brain to kind of get a gauge for what it actually needs to do and put you in autopilot. We talk about how running the gun should be like unconscious competence. You know, you should be able to do whatever with the gun without really thinking a whole lot about it. And I think the guys that move a lot competitively and the guys that move a lot out there in the real world doing, you know, tip of the spear kind of crap, um, they don't have to think a whole lot about they're so athletic and so trained and so repeated in these things that they don't have to think so much about this kind of stuff. And it becomes secondary or, or in the background, too. It's running in the background. Yeah. Um, that's what we're trying to achieve as guys who don't do it for a living and don't get in a million reps a day or a million reps a week. Um, and so going out and, and codifying what it is you're actually trying to achieve with the movement was a big deal. And it was funny cause it seemed kind of simple, 
and then you're out doing it at the end of the night, but it's like, that was good stuff. That was, you know, not too deep, not too much, just, just a good thing to focus on. So, yeah. And then at the end we changed it up cause we added a third um, target that yep. was kind of 45 degrees to away from the other ones. Uh, that one was again, probably 25, maybe 30 yards, something like that. And in this case, rather than moving laterally across the target array, you were aggressing the target array. You were closing on yep. the target array in this case. So a little bit different mentality there too, because yeah. you're squared up as you got there. Um, and everybody wanted to be more aggressive and had to figure out how to stop again. So yeah. good, good addition. And this one, um, the, the focus here actually wasn't so much on you know, stopping for the third target yeah. as it was quickly getting out of the second position. Yep. Because uh, if you came into the second position correctly, um, you were also able to leave the second position very quickly. Yeah. Um, and that I think that took, took some people a few runs to kind of, sort of figure out no true enough true enough you're um and and again if you shoot from that athletic position that minor pivot and movement was was pretty simple um but I, it was just interesting to watch guys like oh i can charge straight at this rather than knowing they had to get to the end of the run and set up and so a lot of them really overran that last cone yeah. you know to some extent um but it was like i said the change also the progression of how we did this going from a little bit shorter distance to a little bit longer distance and going back and forth and then putting in the further run to the third position, especially when you were going, if you started out, if you went left to right and then had yeah. that longer run, um, the, the progression of the drills worked very well together too. So, I mean, as you're planning out some of these training events, you know, Brian's really good at looking at, Hey, let's it, maybe not even crawl, walk, run. It's just, this is a foundational skill. This is pushing it a little bit further and this is adding a third complication to it, but how you, how you program that training matters too. And in this case, I think it worked out really well because everybody was already thinking about how do I get stopped and then to throw in the change in direction, the change in target and the change in distance. And then the fact that you're running at it rather than, you know, needing to turn or yeah. whatever at the end. Um, I think it was just that, that little reminder of, okay, where do I put the brakes on again? And so good stuff. Yeah. Um, these are drills I would recommend doing dry. Um, yep. Before you go live with them. Yep. Uh, I actually kind of regret not having done that. Yeah, I, th I think um, that would have been a good thing. It would have um, helped us dry fire practice. Get our footwork squared away um, yep. a lot easier. Yep. Uh, it's real easy with this to get sucked into the shooting because um, yeah. everybody tries to make up time with the shooting, and you really make up time with the with the movement and with the footwork. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, one last thing that I'll throw out there. Um, I'm going to pick on all of us. Um, our, our shooting was rough. Our shooting was rough. We were using uh, USPSA targets with the A zones knocked out of them, so negative targets. Um, and, and there were misses. There are more misses than there should have been, um, especially at those distances. And I, back to back to the accountability aspect of checking your targets. Go down range, look at your damn targets. You know, don't just assume you're burning it. Um, some of the guys were trying to run doubles on targets, and I don't think it worked out as well as they thought it was working. Well, I know for sure it didn't work out as well yeah. as we thought it did. Um, and then me, on the other hand, I was running a different gun in nine millimeter uh, optic. I don't normally use gun. I don't normally use, and still shot rough, you know. And I was taking my time taking individual shots, not trying to do doubles. Um, and and none of us shot as well as we can, and nor as well as we should have on those targets in that kind of constraint. Yeah. Now I do think a big part of that was you get excited about the movement, you get to the end, and you're trying to make up time at the end when you that that's not the place to make up the time. That's the time to yeah. be precise. So. Uh, you know, every round you send down range, it, it, when it matters, you know, has an attorney attached to it. Um, and so that mentality of, and, and we're, 
when we say misses, they weren't off the target. They just weren't where they should have been. And at those kind of distances with rifles, there shouldn't yeah. have been anything outside of that negative period, except yeah. for the headshots I took, yeah. which were all low. <laughs> so I even screwed those up. <laughs> uh, uh, but a good time was had by all. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah add to that, it was uh, it was like mid, mid to high teens. Yeah. Gloves and puffies and things. Yeah. And sometimes... Sometimes that, made the gun a little hard to, to keep in a shoulder pocket. That is a conversation. Yeah, that's that's a gear conversation. We talk about this all the time, right? Um, layers. Ogres are like onions. They have layers. Um, tactical gear, clothing are like ogres. They have layers. Um, we ran into some of the layering clothing is made to be slippery, so the next layer goes over it, and then you put on a puffy jacket that's like sateen lined or whatever, um, all of a sudden your stock doesn't want to stay in your shoulder pocket and you're back to technique issues. And if you're not set up squared to the target, the stock doesn't, or the brace yeah. doesn't want to stay in your shoulder, whatever the case is. Um, it doesn't want to stay where it's supposed to stay. Those are minor technique issues that you can normally horse your way around, especially at these distances. And I, and I think that probably contributes to it a little bit, yeah. um, was the extra layers. It's not an excuse. It's just something that needs to be fixed or trained to trained around, etc. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's something that did pop up. Um, Trigger fingers and gloves are another conversation, but I think at those distances, that really shouldn't be, that shouldn't be the reason for the miss. Yeah, I found the trigger, like, the trigger finger and the gloves wasn't so much an issue as it was holding on to the handguard and actuating the light. Yes. Keeping the light actuated properly. Yes. Um, You know, if running tape switches for lights, the the thinner, lighter that you can get your gloves, the better. Yep. Um. Yeah, for me it was a little cold to do that. Uh, I, yeah. My extremities get cold yeah. quickly, so I tend to, to run a little bit heavier glove when it gets that cold. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, good good learning had by all. Yeah, and I, I was wearing my the tactical muff that I have and had some hand warmers in it, so I ran some of the drills, a couple of first ones with light gloves on, and then I went to no gloves um, and just kept my hand either in the muff or I had on a, a down jacket, a puffy that was pretty warm that wasn't huge, and was able to run without gloves, but it's one of those things where it, it, or until something goes sideways and then you're clearing and dealing with the gun or whatever else. And it's like, wow, I wish I would have had gloves. Yeah. On. So, which thank God never happened. So yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. All in all, um, guys, if you're, you know, I know that, you know, you may not have access to someplace where you can do uh, movement like this live, but you surely have access to where you can do movement like this um, dry, whether that's a basement, whether that's, I mean, honestly, just, I know it sounds stupid, but I mean, if your basement's big enough to take three hard steps and then stop, that's going to get you the idea of what you're supposed to be doing and then chase down your body position. Look at where your feet should be on the floor starting and stopping. And I'd say if you walk to the end of that, if you stood in one place, did dry fire, click, 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 and moved three yards and then stood in place and went click, 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 look and see where your feet are pointing because that's probably where you should end up when you're running. It's just a little more work to get there. Uh, You can do this dry. And you can do the movement end of it almost as a wind sprint, even if you had to go outside and do it in a park somewhere or something like that. You don't have to yeah. take the gun and freak everyone out. Um, you know, go do that and go on. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Um, on that note, uh, follow us along on our social media. We're still on Facebook and Instagram, um, as long as they let us stick around. Yeah, Tommy yeah. Bastards. Son of a uh, on Instagram, we are Cap City Outfitters 2. Uh, so check us out on there. As we get new inventory and things in the store, that's generally where it gets posted first. Uh, we also send out an email newsletter once a week. It comes out on Fridays. You can sign up for that on our website, capcityoutfitters.com, or drop us an email to info at capcityoutfitters.com. 
Um, on the website, you can find information such as how to do an FFL transfer or how to purchase a suppressor via our storefront over at silencershop.com. Uh, we've gotten word from Silencer Shop on how to do certification for suppressors um, for e-form stuff. Yep. Uh, so if you're hearing this in the podcast, give us a call and we'll get, get you scheduled to do that. Um, yep. And there's a process there, so give us a call. We'll walk you through it. Yep. And then we're here in Hilliard, Ohio, 4465 Cemetery Road, uh, right in front of the Aldi's, directly next to Louis Fusion Grill. We're here 10 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Appreciate it.